Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in crystal clear Zencaster audio by Ronald J. Martin and Barnabas Piper. Uh, boys, it's good to be back in studio. I feel like I need to redeem myself after a real bad show last week. So wow. um, I just want you to know that I am fully engaged in this, okay? Um, I'm going to covenant with you uh, to pay attention um, through the duration of our program today. And we've got a good one on tap, guys. We've got a real good one. But before we get into these topics, uh, I want to encourage people to go to happyrantpodcast.com, uh, check out our coffee, our Happy Rant Signature Blend, uh, blended by Ligaris Roasters, Hector Ligaris, uh, my friend, my Puerto Rican friend, my Puerto Rican coffee roasting friend. Uh, Hector Ligaris wants to be your personal coffee guy. Uh, so if you haven't done so already, grab yourself a pound of Ligaris Roaster's Signature Blend and also check out at uh, Silverdome Movie on Twitter. Uh, that's the Twitter handle for my movie, uh, Silverdome. Um, we're doing a Kickstarter for post-production that you should check out. And uh, Pipe, let's just get all the business out of the way, man. Why don't you lay that sponsor on us, baby? Yeah, I mean, people tune into this just to hear us talk business. That's that's what we're known it's for. So let's show. go it's ahead. business program. Yeah, let's go ahead and make it big. Uh, once again, we have the Christian Standard Bible, the CSB, sponsoring the podcast. If you go to csbible.com, you can check out more there. You can see, you can just learn all about this new translation from uh, Holman Bibles, part of Lifeway Christian Resources. So it's, uh, I, you've, if you're a regular listener, you've heard about it the last few weeks, but it is a translation that seeks to combine accuracy in translation with readability as a reader uh, who only knows English and not the original languages, I can tell you it is a really enjoyable read. Uh, And the thing that I want to push for this today is if you're a Kindle user or you use the Kindle app, you can actually get the CSB for free. So it's, it's completely free on Kindle, just a, just a basic text Bible. Uh, but it, it's a great way to to dig into it. So if you if you enjoy using a Kindle, if you're a digital Bible reader, go ahead and get that. the The Christian Standard Bible also has an app that's totally free. So if you're an app user, that's a good way to do it. And again, csbible.com is where you want to go to to get all your questions answered. And then if you are a pastor, so you want to consider using this in your church, go to csbible.com/review, and you can actually put in a request for a copy to be sent to you to consider for use in your church, uh, in your teaching, your preaching, your classes. So again, that's csbible.com slash review. Again, that's only for pastors who are making the decision on behalf of a church. So csbible.com slash review. Go check that out. Good job, Pipe. Boys, speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of, of business and commerce and um, – just what we're about here. Uh, one of the one of the realities that we face as uh, as radio pros, as celebrities, as it were, uh, is the occasional negative review. And people seem to like this. People seem to like the fact that we get negative reviews, and they want us to talk about them on the air. Um, so, Pipe, you've compiled uh, some negative reviews of this program um, that we're going to work through here on the air. What what I'm going to have you do is just read those out loud. Um, Ron and I will respond, um, hopefully with maturity and grace, and uh, we'll ask you to respond too. So why don't you lay one of those on us, okay? 
All right. So first of all, these were all pulled off of uh, iTunes. Now we've we've responded to some listener criticism we've received via Facebook and Twitter, Facebook, not Facebook. I don't know what that is. Uh, so these are these are actual iTunes reviews, all one and two stars. Um, now, thankfully, we don't get a ton. But as far as I know, these are actual people who have actually listened and not just like Joe Thorne and Jimmy Fowler of the Doctrine and Devotion podcast trying to bring our ratings down. Mm. So first one uh, is from a listener who said, listening to this podcast for the first time was quite unstimulating, basically just droning on conversation about nothing in particular alongside no biblical references whatsoever. Mm. Their blending of the current culture with truth definitely leans to the left. Unsubscribable. Leans to the left. Uh, yes, we are. We are left-leaning droners who talk about nothing and are unbiblical. Dude, unsubscribable isn't that the name of like a praise song from like five years ago? Unsubscribable. Oh, sing it, sing it, Big T. <laughs> Your podcast sucks, and I'm unsubscribing right now. Wow. Yeah, boy. The, the, you you are all in today, aren't you, Ted? Baby, right. we've we wandered to and fro. Rachel the Held Evans. <laughs> Rachel the Held Evans. Let's get out of here before it goes away. So, uh, this one, I you know, Ronnie made this point. I, I shared this one with him beforehand because I was so uh, I was so encouraged by it. I I think droning on conversation about nothing in particular is is basically a rewrite of our actual podcast description yeah who's been lying about who's been lying about that i mean that's that's about as blatant <laughs> yeah, as I, right i think it basically says we talk about things that aren't all that important in in our description on our website um so maybe maybe this particular listener missed that or or was was he has some expectations that were is. unmet you know it's tough for him yeah, yeah. i think uh man i shoot I mean, obviously, we talk about nothing. I don't know. Big T, remember a few weeks back when you went on that rant, that that almost like that sermonette kind of rant? I mean, that was uh, – there was like a scripture reference in there. I thought – I mean, that was Maybe epic. I remember that. I remember you saying – That was big. Yeah. That was like a sermonette, and I felt very uh, – I felt good about that. I felt you feel affirmed. You. you feel yeah. – you are affirmed by me. You always know that, baby. Thank but you. um, Thank But you. yeah, but I think, uh, I think everything he said besides that – was spot on. And again, I, you know, depending on where you're coming from, I, you know, right, left, I, you know, I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Right, left. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. Cause I don't, I don't do politics, but um, yeah, that, that's interesting. I mean, the guy, the guy just literally like wrote copy for us in terms of like how to describe our program. Yeah, I mean, we try not to drone, but, but we do whatever we do. We do it about basically nothing. Yeah. So, he, it's he kind of like that. we're the we're like the Seinfeld of uh, we're like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Right? Yes, yeah, we're that. Seinfeldian. Is that yeah. a word we could use? Yeah, I, I mean, we're like the Senfield of podcasts. What I mean, why is that? That's, is I wasn't that even I wasn't even a Senfield fan, and um, and uh, you know, I but I but I'll but I'll roll with that if you guys are good with rolling with that. I'm good with yeah. that. Oh, I think that's great. All right, so uh, here's here's another good one. There's a few in here that are very long, and people take us to task for being mean and nasty. And uh, one of them says that I'm a way better host than you two, so we're going to skip that one. Um, but you had to get that in there, didn't you, Pipe? You had <laughs> to you had to slip that one in there just it, real quick. So it, it the says, it says on that one was at Noel Piper. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know, exactly. I don't know what that means, boys. But uh, it, no, it, it says that uh, you guys are condescending and aloof, and uh, I am acerbic with a dry wit. So mm. wow. I don't know what acerbic means. I mean, now we're using words that like don't, I don't even you know. Acerbic is usually not a positive thing. Okay. Uh, usually, it, it 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 means sort of cutting. So. I mean, this is depressing. Why are we even doing this? This sucks, okay. man. <laughs> no, no, no. Here we go. Here's, here's, okay, fine. We'll bring it back up. Here's a fun one. All right. Uh, listen to two episodes. After 10 minutes into the first, it became blatantly apparent that the guys are really just nominal Christians devoid of any actual opinions worth listening to. Mm. So here's my question on this. 10 minutes into the first episode, this, this person, username Ranting Tim, realize that we have no opinions worth listening to. So he finished that episode and came back for seconds. But somehow we're not somehow that that leads into us being nominal believers. Dude, I'll guarantee right. you one thing. I wasn't even on the first episode. Oh snap. Yeah. Snap, big T. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fact. Now I mean do we need to bring up who invented the pot? I mean, is that gonna help our case right now to talk Baby. about who the inventor of this podcast was? Baby, listen, I signed with this podcast. This I signed my lucrative deal about two or three episodes into this thing. So yeah. um I don't know what ranting Tim was was listening to, but it wasn't me. Ranting yeah, Tim so, was listening to ranting trogues is what he and, was and to be fair, Ronnie also not a nominal Christian because he was not he did not uh, come in until uh, he came in out of the bullpen after about a year of doing this podcast. So, so pipe, you, pipe and you need to repent of your lukewarmness, or I, you know, I don't but know. I thought I was acerbic and dry. Isn't that good enough? Isn't no. that good? It's Apparently not. Good. not. It's not good enough. None of this is oh. good. All right, let, let's uh, let's just do one more. We're going to skip the long ranty ones because they're boring. Um, this one is from a user named Snarf thirty three, and it simply says. One star, the Reformed Pubcast is better. Mm. Oh, that what's hurts. The, that one cuts to the quick, Pipe. Snarf33, that you mean the uh, the host of Reformed Pubcast? Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I think – I, I feel like they, they may have gone on their podcast or like done a, done a giveaway of like Calvin's Institutes or something in exchange for people leaving crap reviews on our podcast. That seems like a possibility here. I don't know, man. I think we're more reformed than reformed pubcast because we have a sense of humor and the original reformer, Martin Luther, was a funny guy. Can I can I attach all that and and get that from that? Or I mean, or is that does it sound accurate to you guys? That sounds good to me, baby. I mean, I like that. I like that too. I like I, mean, I like that, right? I mean, since when see, I mean, since like like literally like the the king of all reformedum was like one of the funniest dudes of all time, Martin Luther, of whose name I half share. You know, so I'm I'm going to roll with that. I like that. I, and, and to make you to make you guys feel better, uh, I did find a review that that says that you guys are better than me. And it, uh, <laughs> it it says the worst of all this comes from Barnabas, who clearly has no time for anyone who disagrees with him. That's <laughs> a completely accurate statement. Uh, for yeah. example, when they were discussing firearms, he stated that he found all of the reasons people offered in defense of concealed carry to be stupid. Uh, also <laughs> accurate. Uh, no explanation, no insight, and no attempt to exercise even a modicum of humility on the matter. Um, mm. Also accurate. And there are many other examples of this, yada, yada, yada. So okay, That's vicious. Um, the username guys, on that one was at Melissa Martin. 
Piper, is it modicum? Because I've always wanted to know how to pronounce it. I've always wanted to say modicum, but it's modicum. I'm glad I know. I, I've I've always pronounced it modicum. I don't know if that's correct. That one was from somebody named Warrior Poet 06. Oh, Warrior so, Poet. I love it. Oh, dude, Warrior Poet. Dude, he's dangerous. Warrior yeah. Poet is dangerous, but he's sensitive, yeah. Ron. That's the thing. He's both. Yeah, but don't yeah. cross him because he clearly carries guns where we can't see them. That's because he's a warrior, Piper. He's a them. warrior. You know? Yes. Let's be honest. Yeah, the, the the pen is mightier. People just need to remember that. The pulpit and pen is mightier. By Patti Smith and, and, and Savage, I'm the Warrior. Dude, yeah, epic. That was hot, man. I'm thinking of that right now in, in conjunction with this guy. Well, Big T, that's where he got his name, obviously. That's not even a question. It's yeah. unarguable. No, it, it, it really isn't arguable. <laughs> Judas, man, I think I'm a little glum now. I'm, I'm, I'm not full on glum. I'm not down, but I'm like, I'm, I'm right there on the edge. You know what I mean? You're on the edge of like, of like falling back into last week's trauma. Yeah, I, mean, I am. Yeah, last week wasn't a trauma. It was just like a disengagement. You know what I mean? It was a malaise. Yeah, I think that's a malaise. That was a way of you. That was a way of you hosting the the program, but just handing it over to me and Pipe. I mean, dude, I, I really handed it over, but because yeah, apparently. You know, Pipe would be a better host than than you and me. So, but you know what we? I mean, we increased business for the Astro Motel probably by one hundred and ten percent. Dude, we did. I wish I wish we would get a piece of that action, man. We, we should be should get a piece of that action. I'll tell you that much, baby. Listen I'm, to me, bare minimum. I'm sure it's a profitable institution with lots of money to pay us, <laughs> baby. Listen, bare minimum. All right, and Astro, I know you're listening now. After the program, I want some comped rooms. I want you to comp Daddy the Rain Man suite. <laughs> at the Astro Motel, okay? Absolutely. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say it right now, Astro Motel owner. If you comp, if you comp Daddy the Rain Man Suite, we're going to travel to California, stay Absolutely. at the Astro, and do a little live at the Astro Motel. We're going to do that? live at the Astro. We're going to stretch out like gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, I can't I think, think we can of anything. Get a sponsorship I, I, from like Megabus <laughs> to get us there for uh, not too much money. Megabus. It would only take uh, you know 72 hours to get us there. <laughs> I have seen two megabuses on fire on the side of the freeway in the last year and a half. So um, I, I'm disinclined to use their service, but it is cheap. Pipe, wow. I want to get back to I want to get back to this review thing. Um, All right. Since you're you're the review guy and you you have access to this information in your studio right now, what what percentage of the reviews would you say are positive? I just want to I want to I want you to prop me back up. I want to get a sense that we're we're doing okay here. Okay, so we have over 200 iTunes reviews wow, and the cumulative good. rating is like 4.8 or 4.9 out of five stars i can live with the, that i i pulled something like six or seven negative reviews and they date back to december of 2015 okay. or something something along those lines so i mean there's like one every three or four months yeah which means that uh, the vast majority of ours are are very positive and i can tell you from our social media interaction our listeners are a very supportive uh, engaged, fun group of people, with the exception of Warrior Poet and Snarf, and uh, and whoever else thinks that you guys are condescending and uh, I'm arrogant with no time for contrary opinions. Dude, what's up with Warrior Poet? What's that guy's th- deal, man? What do you think a guy who looks like Warrior or goes by Warrior Poet? What do you think he looks like? I think he looks like um, I think he looks like Dave Grohl. <coughs> Interesting. What if it was Dave Grohl? <laughs> That's a great description. What if Dave Grohl didn't like our program. Well, Dave Grohl is just—I mean, look at that dude, man. I mean, he just—he looks like a, a Grohl looks like an animal, man. I mean, he's just like he's just yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, know. either that or like George R. R. Martin, you know. So sort of like <laughs> he's got like the little newsboy cap, but like the big beard, and so he's yeah. he's equal parts like backwoods, but but wordsmith. I'm, I'm going to say this about himself a wordsmith. I'm going to say this about Warrior Poet. I think he's way more poet than Warrior. Dude, you know what I'm saying? That's big, big. Deal. Yeah, way way more poet than Warrior. I'm not saying good poet. I'm just saying more more poet than Warrior. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about well, that. Well, that's because that's because there's a lot of angst there. You know, there's like, a lot of angst. There's a if lot. There's, going on. If there's war, if there's more warrior there, he's just like he doesn't really care enough to even write the the. He doesn't that's care right. to write the review. Whereas if he's poet, then he's you know he's getting he's getting deep about things. Big T. No, I know that baby. Yeah. So so basically, I, we don't have to fear that he is going to come after us for our uh, our arrogance and judgmentalism. He's more likely to to write a. Uh, an ode to humility or something along those lines. Yeah. No, he's a warrior. He'll, he'll, he'll he engage us in battle is the thing. That's what is I he think. The guy that loves reform podcast or was that the other guy? No, that was uh that was snarf. Oh, snarf. That, that is the reform podcast guy, obviously. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's a, if that, if that is a, uh, kind of a center cut of their listenership, I boy, that's rough. Snarf thirty three, and he and he barely completed a sentence. Yeah, it's rough. Well, you know, uh, I'm glad for our people, man. Listen to me, the the people who are listening to this program, that's who I want. I don't want Snarf thirty three or Warrior Poet. Uh, I, I want the people that we have, man. We're we're loyal to our people, and they're loyal to us, and that's the dynamic of the group. That's what I like. Um, all right, boys, let's uh, let's move on to greener pastures. All right. <laughs> um, we have we have seniors here at, at my university who are going to be graduating on Saturday. This is the season for uh, graduations, graduation parties, commencement speeches. Um, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about commencement speeches, and I want to be uh, I want to be vulnerable here. Did I did we cover this on the program? <laughs> the fact yeah, we that texted like it. texted it out. Yeah. Okay. So so here's was my, show prep. This was pre show prep. It was it was pre show prep. So here's my here's my thing, boys. I don't think a person can truly say that they're successful. Like I won't feel truly successful as a, as a writer, as a, as a whatever, until I get invited to give a commencement speech somewhere. Um, when you say my, somewhere, where does that have to be? Like what, like, like a, uh, like a kindergarten graduation? No, 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 no. It has to be graduation? A high school or above pipe. Okay. Yeah. School it has to be legit. It has to be legit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, and, and we, we spoke about this via text as a group and, you know, none of us have really done this kind of gig. So again, to our listeners, if you have that kind of power, if you're the dean of a university or the principal of a high school, um, we are available to give a commencement address, uh, as individuals or as a group. My question to you is, boys, do you think that's an accurate barometer of success? How do you feel about that? I, I think it's, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's the standard for success, but it is like, if, if there are multiple standards that determine somebody's arrival, mm -hmm. it's, it's one of the, it's one of the primary ones. Like once you've done it, that it's final, you have arrived. I think there may yeah. be other things that say you have arrived as well. Yeah. Um, but, but like, this is one where once you do that, you don't have to do anything else. Like, oh yeah, I spoke at a commencement at X and such college. 72 years ago, you have been arrived for 72 years. You're in. You've arrived. Yeah, you're, yep. you're a factor. Um, you're a force. Now, 
Pipe, you uh, you recently spent some time uh, at a graduation address, and I think this is what got this whole discussion going. You uh, you were at Boyce College for their graduation, and um, I just want you to kind of paint a picture of what you saw. Um, what was that like for you? Okay, so Boyce College is on the campus of Southern Seminary. My my little sister, the baby of the family, graduated from college. Congrats, uh, congratulations, Talitha. Um, does she and, listen to the program pipe? Is she a listener? I don't think she is. Um, she, she's never brought it up to me. She might be like a sneaky listener, but because she was at a Southern Baptist institution, she probably had to keep it quiet. Um, even though two of us are employees of Southern Baptist organizations. So, uh, so I went there for graduation and, uh, the first thing that struck me was the sheer amount of, of floral print. Mm. Um, and the second thing that struck me was bow ties. Mm. Yeah, sure. It was it was like Easter Sunday on steroids. Interesting. Which was which was nuts. Uh, just you know, grandmas and moms all decked out in in full floral, yeah. and then uh, and then dads just rocking pastels and bow ties like you wouldn't believe. Dude, floral's hot right. Floral's hot right now. So let me just throw. Yeah, that I out. guess. <clears throat> And uh, so I was wearing I was wearing jeans and a button down and I decided I would tuck my shirt in uh, for the sake of dressing up. And uh, and I wasn't the, the you know, there were people who were less dressed than me, but not by much. Um, and then it was a two hour ceremony. You know, they they basically read the entire Old Testament. They read the entire New Testament. The entire faculty prayed twice. Everybody prayed. Uh, Every student got to pray. <laughs> yes, all the students prayed. They they had a they had an acapella choral performance from their mm-hmm. their student acapella group because because it's not? a college thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did a lovely job. Very talented kids. Um, and then let's see what else happened. And then they they sang three or four hymns. One of which was like the college hymn, which is. Um, which is a lot like listening to a Calvinist pray where they get in every point of soteriology in this, in this <laughs> 12 verse hymn. Um, and all of this is accompanied purely by a monstrous pipe organ, mm. which is one of the most horrifying sounds in life. It's just a big the, sound, isn't it? It's well, it, the, <clears throat> the pipe organ makes two sounds, mm. funeral or horror movie. Sure. And that's it. Yeah, it's all it I said it last week during my sermon, man. The reason why we don't use pipe organs in church is because they're made for haunted houses. I mean, why would we why would we try to cross that over? You know? Yeah, they are they are terrifying. So multiple hymns with that. And and then comes the commencement address after well, there's the presidential address, then there's the, the dean of the college address, mm-hmm. then there's the commencement address, which was given by my father. Yeah. Which you know, in true blue John Piper fashion, he, he, you know, glorify God and don't waste your life, you know, yeah. which is a, a strong message for graduating students. Go, Pipe. What, what, what was the minute count on, uh, on your old man's talk there at Boys College? Uh, I, I'd say 20 minutes. Oh, oh that's nice. it? Oh, God man. bless that man. Yes. Yeah. He, he, I mean, it might've been a hair over 20, but it was, he knew he was supposed to keep it, uh, keep it concise. Yeah. And yeah. And then there was like two more hymns and then the reading of all the names, you know, as the students come up, thankfully the whole college is only like 500 kids. So the graduating class was like a hundred people. And uh, so that, that part was speedy. Um, And then it was over 
and and I had my daughters with me, and this was their first graduation experience, and they probably hope it will also be their last because <laughs> because what is worse for a kid than sitting through a graduation ceremony? Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they won't graduate someday, so they'll never have to do that again. Yeah, yeah I'm not even sending them to college. Like that's insane. Then I have to go sit through a graduation exactly. and pay for college. Precise. Boys, uh, did I did I tell you about the the professor I sat next to at graduation last year? Here at here at my school, I don't feel like we've heard this story. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's I don't even know if it's a full story, but this guy, um, you know, let's just say he's been around a few years. He's been here for a while, and you can hide a lot of like contraband under your robe. And I sat down next to this gentleman, and he had a water bottle in his robe, but he also <laughs> had like printed out like reams and reams of of like tennis rankings and articles, so that he could he could read about tennis during the commencement. It was amazing. What I love about that is that he printed out reams and reams and didn't just like bring a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on there. I didn't ask him, but uh, I kind of admired the, the the gentleman. You know what I mean? Yeah, certain- that's, that's academic ingenuity right there. I'm impressed. <laughs> it really is. It's making the most of that robe. Uh, Big R, you got any, uh, any commencement speech? Like, let me, let me ask you this, Ronnie. What's your ideal like if you could be invited to give the commencement address anywhere uh in the in the country as a celebrity speaker where would you go I mean dude I don't even like I have no <laughs> I have no idea I mean it's never going to happen so mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything I've ever even given like until you boys mentioned it I had literally never given it like 0.1 second of thought you hadn't uh, given thought to like uh, how money it would be to be asked to be the commencement speaker somewhere? Well, dude, after you said it, I kind of agreed with you. And I was like, yeah, yeah no, that that is next level. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't it just seems so far fetched. I mean, I can see you guys being asked to do that way before me. So what would you uh, tell them, Big R? What, what would you say to these kids, man, these impressionable youngsters? Would you would you do a follow your dreams thing or or what, man? Um, that's a really good question. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd probably be a little too loud. I'd mm-hmm. probably be a little too heavy mm-hmm. and I'd probably be a little too, you know, you guys are about to, uh, you know, it, it'd probably be a little waste your life esque, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do the job of it that, uh, that senior <laughs> piped it on it. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That's a great question. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, like I've spoken to high schools and like, you know, all that kind of stuff where you just like, you just look at these kids and you go like, everything you've been taught through church and youth group has probably been a lie. So let's preach grace to you. So I would probably do something along those lines. Like you've been in this conservative, like Christian college, and it's probably mostly been like legalism and lies. So here's something to help you as you embark. That's where I would go with it. Okay, Boys College, if you're listening, Ronnie Martin is available <laughs> to give that talk next year. Legalism and li- I'm sounding all pulpit and pen right now. I don't mean to sound pulpit like and pen. Legalism and lies. Doctor gives me the shivers. Yeah, it's getting insane. I'm sorry. I take all of that back. I would just I'd talk about like kitty cats and ice cream and dude. You there know. you go. Now, now you're a great fitted boys. <laughs> boys, let's, what, what would you what would you give a what would you give yeah, your commencement talk on? Lay it out, man. What would you talk about? Oh boy, that's a that's a tough question, guys. Uh, you know, my MO as a public speaker is just to tell a lot of funny stories. So I'd probably start there. Um, I would probably do something along the lines of, hang on, I got a cough. 
<clears throat> something along the lines of like your your first job is probably going to suck. It's probably going to be frustrating. Um, so don't don't blame the person you're with for that. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of young couples, and I'm I guess I'm talking more to like you know married or engaged people here. They get out of college and they realize like. I got to get up at 8 a.m. I get like four days off the entire year and they, and you can, you can take that out on the one you're with. And, um, you know, I, I would tell them not to do that, I guess. Wow. That's, that's moving big T. I like that. Thanks baby. That's helpful. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still working on it. I mean, in that I started writing it like a minute and a half ago. So, uh, right, right when we asked, yeah, right when you asked, right when you asked, but, but that kind of motif surrounded by a lot of funny stories. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be, I actually think it would be super, super fun to write something for that because it's kind of carte blanche. You know what I mean? You can kind of say whatever you want. And I don't, I don't get to do that on Sundays, obviously, because I don't do topical preaching. We've already discussed that a long time ago, but, uh, but yeah, but just to be able to say something that you want to say and be a little shocky with it, I think would be super fun. You know, because you're going to be wearing the robe and everything, you know what I mean? So (laughs) I'd be making jokes about the robe and I'd be doing all that. I would talk to like the the great thing about graduating from college is that you're immediately plunged into an environment where like all the stuff that kind of you hung your hat on in college nobody cares about anymore. Like nobody gives a crap what your GPA is. Um nobody cares what clubs you were in. You know what I mean? Like uh it's like it never happened. It's like it never happened. Exactly. It's like it never happened. So I think I'm I'm always drawn. I always root for like the underdog kid who was like never the president of any clubs and wasn't in, you know, honors or whatever. And, and I would tell that kid to go out and like, you know, kick, kick some tail and, and take some names, you know, because he's going to, he, he is yeah. going to be, he is going to be the kid that like goes further for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes it seems I love like it. that's the case. I love yeah. it. Maybe this is coming together. We should do this. We should do one of these together. Oh, and, yeah. And I, and I think the, I, I think the commencement speech for high school is the, the, these are not the best days of your life. Absolutely. <laughs> like if these are the best days of your life, just give up now. I weep for your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, college can be fun. College can be good days, but yeah, these are not the best, the best days of your life. Have you guys ever seen a commencement speech like from more than one dude? Mm, I don't think I have. Split it up. Do you like a little like team teaching thing on it? I like it. That yeah. Just, just like a live recording of the happy rant about <laughs> college graduation. Guys, if like so, anybody out there listening, if you just want to take this clip, edit it, and and just record it and, yeah. and play a version of it for your commencement speech, uh, feel free. Yeah. I, I mean, I can come up with a I can come up with a pricing structure on that so that you know, because obviously we're not just giving away this wisdom that no, that would have to be something. that would have to be we would have to be compensated for that. Absolutely, well, of course, of course. We don't do yeah. this for free. We don't do I mean, anything do. for free. Yeah, yeah. 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 Baby, we don't we don't get out of bed for free, man. I mean, We're, there's there's only one thing free in this world, and that's God's grace. Ephesians two. Um, is that a scripture right, reference? And now we can. Yeah, there you go. Scripture reference. Now, uh, whichever listener that was can can warrior poet, not a nominal Christian anymore. Good for it's you. A, it's a free gift of God, and we believe that. That's Ephesians two. We stand behind that, and uh, you know we just don't often talk about it a lot on the rap, though, do we, boys? You know? We don't. No, we drone on about things that don't matter. Right. This is why you're the man of the cloth, and uh, and you know what, warrior poet needs to hear that. Uh, <laughs> but he listened to an episode more than he intended, and no longer listens. So he, it was like an accident. He like accidentally hit the button, and 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 he, it was like he was trapped there. You know, 
Yeah, he couldn't figure out how to hit the hit the stop button. I'm curious about that, but uh, but but I digress. We're going to go on to one more, one last topic, boys, and we're going to lighten things up a little bit. Um, people like to hear what we're reading, what we're listening to. Um, so I'm going to start with you, Pipe. Um, tell us what you're reading, what you're watching. We'll add that one to the mix and what you're listening to. All right. Um, so. I'm reading a couple books right now, two of which I'm really enjoying. One of one of them is called Willie Mays. So it's just a biography of Willie Mays by a guy named James Hirsch. And nice. it's, a, it's a really good biography. Um, and Mays has always been sort of one of the baseball players I'm most captivated by because he seems, you know, kind of more legend than human. But this is, you know, this this is his full biography and and uh, really, really well written, really fun story. Fascinating. Uh, the other one is called Good Poems. And it's it's a compilation that Garrison Keillor put together. Um, and what I like about it is that he's not going for like the best poems that are critically acclaimed from all the greatest, most famous people. Mm-hmm. He, he basically says in the intro, these are poems I like. So they're yeah. fun. They're fun to read out loud. They tell a good story. They paint a picture. And uh, it's it's a really, really sort of genius collection of poems about it has sort of a this american life feel to it where it's like snapshots of the everyday nice um but done in poetry so those are both books i'm reading that i that i'm really enjoying um in terms of listening uh, i got chris stapleton's new album called from a room volume one and it's amazing chris stapleton is amazing in general he came out with one i think late 2015 was his first album release and uh you know won some grammys for that he's a he's a country singer but with a real sort of blues and rock quality to him big beard kind of has his easy top look about him and like a big gravelly soulful voice and and he he was a songwriter for a bunch of other famous artists long before he was a successful artist so he's he's a really gifted writer and so his his music is it's this this album is uh, it's got some blues and some rock in there, but it, it's much more classic country than his previous one. And then I've seen a couple movies in the last uh, in the last month or so that I <clears throat> I wouldn't call either of them good, but I really enjoyed both of them. One was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, which is okay. crass and hilarious, <laughs> and the other was the new King Arthur movie directed by Guy Ritchie, which. Interesting has been critically destroyed. And yes, I, thought I was going to say critics hated that thing. Pipe. Oh, well I don't movie critics wouldn't know a fun movie if it bit them on the backside. Like they, they're always looking for like the next pretentious Oscar winner and they, they can't recognize a movie that's fun for fun's sake. And yeah. I thought King Arthur was just like, it's an over the top action movie in, in Guy Ritchie style. And yeah, it's uh, weird that Guy Ritchie did it. Does he usually, he doesn't usually do movies like that. Does he? Like that? Well, he when he what he when he got famous, he did like Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which yeah, were he was, yeah, he was doing like gritty London, you know, uh, somebody yeah. stealing something movies, right? You know. And then he did a couple. I think he did a couple duds, and then he did the <laughs> Sherlock movies with uh, with yeah. Robert Downey Jr. That's right. which were much more blockbustery, and those were good. Those were fun movies. Those um, don't hold up, by the way. I watched the first one with, uh, really? with the boys the other night, and I'm like, oh, this kind of blows. Yeah. And then he did he did he kind of went back to his sort of quirky offbeat movies when he did A Man from Uncle. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was a that was, that was a fun one. Yeah, I heard that was really good. I never saw it. 
And King Arthur is much more like epic blockbuster. And so everything is sort of over the top. It's the way I described to a friend. It's like a Marvel movie mixed with the movie 300, you know, with sort of that, that style. Uh, then with Guy Ritchie's sort of flair on it. So I, I, it's hard to call it a good movie, but I, I, I thought it was a ton of fun. Interesting. Big R, what about you? What are you uh, reading, watching, or listening to? You know what, Big T, it's hard to even follow up Pipe because he does such good commentary, as you and I well know. You know he always I mean? does a nice job, doesn't he? I know, man. It's just what he was born to do. So here's what I'm doing right now, man. I just finished, uh, I just finished a book by, by Pipe's Popper, uh, Piper, Pop's Piper called uh, A Peculiar Glory. And I, like I was telling Piper the other day on the phone, I was like, dude, I'm waiting for them to like release like whatever whatever below the layperson version is of that so that I can like understand what, what it was saying. He, he needs to do like a student version for you. I mean, maybe below that. Maybe like the maybe like the elementary school version of it. Um, then I maybe think like I'll get a mediocre student's version. Seriously, I mean, just so I can grasp like you know even a couple of paragraphs of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm reading. Um, I'm getting ready to head out of Dodge, like I, I typically do. And so I got some books stacked up. I got um, this book called The Revenge of Analog that I just bought. I haven't read it, but I'm getting ready to read it, and it got really good reviews about just the just sort of the return to people, you know, wanting books and vinyls and hard copies of things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, kind of, did you buy it on, did you buy it for Kindle? Of course not. I don't even own a Kindle pipe. That's outrageous. (laughs) I just, I just would find that very ironic and funny. Yeah. And so I got that. I'm reading, uh, I got a couple of novels, uh, hillbilly elegy. I'm like the last guy that's, that hasn't read that. I get it. Um, uh, the light, the light you cannot see. It's another novel that got like amazing. Like that's a good one. I like that one a lot. And so I'm going to read that. And then uh, I got some vinyls. I'm looking at some vinyls. I got, I got, the, I got the new album by this uh, kind of this quirky artist called Gold Frapp. Um, think Frappuccino, but Gold Frapp. And, yeah, that, uh, that sounds like an Austin Powers villain. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, it clearly isn't if you were to listen to it, but uh, but I would get why you would think that. So, yeah, just buying a lot of vinyls, of which I can't remember the names of, of half of them. And uh, so, yeah, just kind of doing that, man, just reading and, and listening uh, movies, uh, here's the thing, boys. Um, if you're married to Big M, you don't, you don't do a lot of movies because she doesn't enjoy movies, believe it or not. And mm-hmm. um, it's been kind of one of the big things. We've, we've gotten a lot of marriage counseling over this. Tough thing and, to uh, work through, baby. It, it has been, it's been a big one. We haven't, in 22 years, we haven't, haven't really gotten a lot of, uh, haven't gotten a lot of traction on this one. So mm-hmm. uh, my movie watching is, is pretty minimal because – she just doesn't dig the process. And by the process, what I'm trying to tell you guys is, is like, like, baby, here's the thing. How about we go to the movies and I, and I buy you like, I spend 40 or 50 extra dollars on like all kinds of food and good, like whatever it takes to get you through this horrendous process. Like I'm there for you. I'm there sure. to contribute to that. And, and yeah. even with that, like even with the milk duds and the popcorn and the, all the stuff, right? Like I can't get her on board. Uh, mm-hmm. to be a, to be a moviegoer, so I mm. I don't I don't really know what to do about that. I'm I'm kind of I'm if you guys can tell I'm kind of I'm pleading with you. I I'm mm-hmm. hoping that maybe you can give me a little something. I'm I'm kind of bearing my soul right now. So uh, yes, you are. You're being very real. I mean, he says King, like you know. I mean, Big T Pipe says Pipe says King Arthur, and like there there's not there's not like a literal bone in my body that wants to see that movie, but yet I no. I want no. to see that movie because I just want to see a movie. Just I just want to go to the movies. Baby, you miss traveling with me because we would make a movie. I know. Uh. I know. That's the last time I almost saw a movie was when me and you were traveling to Fort Wayne to do and our early saw, version of this program. I know. We saw Limitless. Remember that? I, we saw Limitless together. Of course I remember it. Yeah. Because it's the last movie I saw. 
Yeah, it was super fun, baby. Oh, Those are good times. I don't think I've heard you this animated uh, ever, Ronnie. Like, sorry, this is, guys. A little, this is a, a real. This is a real pain point for you. It is a pain point. I mean, I, I, I think the Astro Motel last week kind of kicked me off on this a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, guys. It's, a, it's tough to have to go through life without enjoying the cinema. You know, yeah, the, the uncinematic life. I feel like there's your memoir. The uncinematic wow. life. I mean, it's really, it's the truest word ever spoken about me. Yeah, I appreciate that. So you can write my bio. That's oh, true. Maybe an article for TGC. You know, about, about the uncinematic life. You know, you can do that. You know? Well, if yeah, but that one would be like why Christians shouldn't go to movies because. <laughs> Yeah, well, those are, those would be the three sub points of it, obviously. But so, uh, Big T, let's let's turn it over to you. What do you got? Yeah, boys, some good uh, some good things, some things I'm uh, I'm enjoying. So, uh, book wise, um, I, I'm really enjoying. Uh, have you guys ever read uh, James Boyce's commentaries on the on the Psalms? Um, there's two or three volumes. I've got uh, I've got a couple of them, and I'm really uh, I'm really enjoying that, man. I just like. I like Boyce's teaching on the Psalms, so uh, getting a lot out of those. Baby, hold um, on. That's a, that. Let me uh, let, let me go back to that, man. That that's. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, man. That's surprising. What what drew you to uh, reading commentary? Uh, Boyce's commentary on that, dude. I just really like the Psalms, and I wanted to like I wanted to understand them better. And I had yeah. this uh, this this friend uh, up north before we moved down south. He um, you know he was kind of a mentor, kind of an older guy, and. Um, he had the Boyce commentaries and he recommended them. So I, I actually borrowed them from him and then I, uh, I got my own copies recently. So that's amazing. Um, and, you know, and just, and just to refute that review we got as not, mm-hmm. as, as this not being a Christian enough, you know, scripture driven podcast, t- tell us your favorite song, baby. Oh, you know, I mean, I, I, I actually, it's cliche, but I love Psalm 51. I love Psalm 46. Um, you know, you're, you're putting me on the spot here a little bit, but no, I know, I know. You know those are, those are two that those are big, man. Psalm 46 is big. Yeah. It's big. It's huge. It's you know, huge. the earth, the earth getting, you know, the mountains getting swallowed in the earth and the sea. I mean, it's epic. Yeah. Here's the thing though. They're big for a reason. You know what I mean? They, they're not big by accident. Big are, you right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's not very like hipster of me to, to pick out like the big ones. And, and that's like saying, I like the Yankees, you know, but right. I know uh, they're, they're, Big for a reason. I know. Like any minute now, you're going to say Psalm 23. Like I love that one. Any minute. No, now. that's the Yankees of of, of the Psalms. <laughs> Psalm 51. That is that is a brutal thing to say about Psalm 23. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is. We're gonna we're gonna get some hate mail for that. But in uh, fact, Boyce is emailing right now. You know, from you know, Psalm 46 is like the it's like the Cubs uh, or, or the yeah, it's like the Chicago Cubs of the Psalms. You Last know? year, you mean? Last year, Chicago Cubs. No, I mean just any Chicago Cubs. Big, big market. You know, a lot, a lot of attention. Um, but, but you know, d- doesn't quite get the hype that Psalm twenty three gets. Yeah, it um, I don't know. I don't know if that analogy holds. I'm sure people will weigh in on that. But uh, the thing that I'm reading for fun, a couple of things. So, Pipe and I have talked about this author, Jim Harrison, on the program before. And I'm a huge Harrison guy. I got, uh, I got really into Harrison's poetry recently. So. Um, I'm reading a volume of poetry by Jim Harrison, and also uh, I'm his reading poetry. Her- like, because I mean, his prose is like, I mean, it's like it's razor sharp. Dude, you know, his poetry is uh, it's interesting, man. It's real kind of um, it's almost like rural Charles Bukowski. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's very okay. frontiersy. I, I don't like nature poems. I hate Wendell Berry. I, I don't get it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Harrison can write about the outdoors in a way that doesn't make it sound dumb. Um, and 
I like that. I it's like not that. sort of that like fawning, finding your soul in the Dude, No, it's not fawning. Kind of it's not finding your soul. It's more like, you know, I like my dog, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so I'm enjoying that. I'm actually reading uh, – Har- I just started Harrison's uh, memoir. So he wrote a memoir. It's really crazy, man. It's really kind of all over the place. That guy lived a crazy life. So um, enjoying that. Uh, Listening-wise, I'm really not listening to anything. I just listen to whatever while I'm grading papers. But uh, watching-wise, KK and I are on this new program, man, this new series. It's called Into the Badlands. Have you guys seen or heard of this thing? No. Heard of it. Don't know anything about it. It's money. So it, it comes on AMC. And uh, we checked out – I think the first season is on Netflix maybe and then the, the rest is on AMC. But um, it's kind of this amorphous, indiscriminate future, post-apocalyptic thing where there's these warring like tribes in America. And you don't know – you don't know what the time period is because there's like you know people using Commodore 64 computers and driving like vintage cars and motorcycles. So it's it's real – the set design is real money, man. The set design is is spectacular. And the thing about this show, Into the Badlands, is it's kind of like a kung fu thing. So it's a gunless society for some reason. So all these warring factions, like when they go to battle with each other, it's it's these big like kung fu uh, choreographed things. And uh, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Um, the character development is money. Um, you know, the stories, the, the story storylines are really interesting. And there's a little bit of like good and evil sort of, um, <clears throat> I don't know, deeper themes going on, <clears throat> excuse me, in the in the program. So Into the Badlands, uh, that's one that I'm enjoying. Uh, Piper, you would love that since you're anti-concealed carrier. Yeah, absolutely. Arrogantly anti it. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I forgot uh, to say arrogantly. <laughs> yeah, arrogant, unwill- unwilling to listen to any other viewpoints. I, I, I dismiss all opposing opinions, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, no, that show sounds awesome. Actually, I didn't. I haven't heard anything about it. I just I heard I Badlands, and I just picture South Dakota, which makes me not <laughs> really interested in watching. You were it. thinking it was Fargo Part Two. <laughs> I'm like, Isn't oh, there it's Fargo just bleak and Yeah, Fargo has a series. Yeah. Uh huh. I heard that's good. I haven't. Wa- I haven't watched it. But I've heard it's good have- too. I've never seen it. Yeah. Although apparently I think it's – is it Kenneth Branagh who's in it or uh, or it's like a Scottish actor trying to do a northern Minnesota, North Dakota accent. And apparently it's oh, a little uh, – oh, That might be bumpy. a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could listen to that. That would um, be rough. Yeah, it would be rough. It would be rough. Boys, what has not been rough uh, is this program. I feel like we, we got back on the horse this week, man. And um, and we we put a solid program together. We did some good radio today, gentlemen. Um, so congratulations to both of you on that. Um, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed it. And until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. Resonate has helped us with our editing and mastering pretty much from the beginning of the podcast. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Mark and Jake do a fantastic and timely job with all sorts of podcast services. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast.
you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.